Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. I also want to thank my lawyer listeners for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where today is Tuesday, and as you guys know, on Tuesdays is when we actually do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you receive biblical teachings from individuals as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American family therapist. Now, with that being said, today's topic is walking in the spirit. Now, I was trying to get my other individuals to give me a topic for this week, and I couldn't come up with something, and all of them was like not giving me no answers. So I came up with this on my own. I can't say I came up with walking because maybe I need to start walking. That could be why. But when we start talking about walking in the spirit, a lot of times we talk about these things, the word walk is used as a metaphor. But the problem is many of us as believers and sometimes even non-believers, sometimes we kind of struggle with, you know, trying to figure out what's what, what do these words really mean, how do you do it, how do you go about it, because many would say that this journey is complicated. However, does one make their personal journey complicated? So let's talk about it. Look like I have Lady T on the line now, and I know her time is limited today. So let me log in. Hi, Lady T. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I'm, you know what Miss Parks used to say? I'm busy, busy. But I'm not going to just say I'm busy, busy. But um, I got a lot going on. So, and I'm sitting up here, and it seems like every time I get ready to go on the show, I start getting text messages, my phone start ringing, and he's trying to do the Facebook Live, and the, you know, the lady that was recording me was like, Jeanette, your phone ringing, your phone ringing. So I got to come up with other gadgets and devices to try to get this stuff done. So I'm going to need your daughter to help me upgrade some of my um, my phones and iPads <laughs> and social media stuff. Yeah. But I want to thank you for taking the time because I know this was a last-minute thing, and I'm trying to come up with a topic. I asked you, I asked Tony, I'm waiting on way busy to call, you know, because I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And Tony was like, we talked about a lot of stuff. No duh, that's why I'm asking you guys. Give me some topics. So it looks like he's calling in right now too. So tell the listeners who you are, Tammy, and then I'm going to log him on, and we're going to get started with this show. Okay. Well, as you said, as you call me, I am Lady T. Robinson. And um, I'm an elder at Higher Dominion Worship Center, and that's about it. I do have um, a women's group, the Wild Women, and we have a prayer line, and I'm just building that right now, and I'm in the process of writing a few books. Okay. All right. It looked like um, Way Busy was called in but hung up, and um, so <laughs> we'll get back with him. Now, when we talk about walking in the spirit, what does that mean, walking in the spirit? Wow. Walking in the spirit. Hmm. Well, it just... It just means you you feed your spiritual side more than your fleshly side, you know, more than your human. Like, you feed your spirit more. You read more. If you feed your spirit more, you'll walk in it more, meaning if you read your word more, if you pray more, if you study more, then um, that's like walking in the spirit. If you choose the right thing instead of the wrong thing, if, um, you know, you choose, you know, the upside instead of the downside, if, you know, if, you know, you choose not to be amongst people that aren't doing the right thing and not saying anything, and you know, it just has to do with a lot of things. And, you know, as human beings, we will um, stagger sometimes. 
And mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we're not feeding our spiritual side. It just means that we're human, so we're going to make mistakes. We're going to continually make mistakes, and that's what forgiveness is for. And that's why you know God is there to forgive us. And but at the same time, He holds us accountable too for the things we do. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of walking in the spirit now. And walking in the spirit also is choosing to do God's will instead of your will, you know, leaning on to his understanding instead of your own, you know, um, his wisdom instead of, you know, relying on your own wisdom. Because God's wisdom is greater than ours in, in any, it doesn't any day, you know. So we just have to look at the aspect. Sometimes we get in a place where we think we know everything. We know how to navigate things. We know what we need to do. We know what choices we need to make for our life. But then we need to consult with God if we're walking in the spirit because God knows us better than we know ourselves because he's the one who created us. So Mm -hmm. when we think we know it all, we better consult, you know, God and allow him you know, to give insight on our situation before we mess things up. Mm-hmm. When we think we know better, we, we we really don't. That is true. And, you know, when we start talking about the, the metaphor, because I said the metaphor was the walk, because I'm like, how do you walk in a spirit? Now, I have some information, and this information is coming from GodQuestions.org. And it says, God questions your questions and biblical answers, which I find to be very interesting. And it indicates, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? And that was a question that was posed. And the way they answered it is, believers have the indwelling spirit of Christ, the comforter who proceeds from the Father, which is in John 15, 26, the Holy Spirit assists believers in prayer, and they have that in Jude 1, 20. And any seed for God, people according to the will of God, in Romans eight twenty seven. He also leads the believer into righteousness, which is in Galatians set five chapters sixteen through eighteen, and produces his fruit in those yield to him. Now it says believers are to submit to his will, to the will of God, and walk in the Spirit. A walk in the Bible is often a metaphor for practical daily living. Now, we talk about daily living. Now, we know that this Christian life is a journey, and we all are to walk in it, and we are to make consistent forward progress. Now, the problem is, Tammy, with all that's going on in this world, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're feeling, I mean, it's just, it's like, wow. It's, it's just, it seems like a lot of individuals are struggling. I don't know if this is mm-hmm. faith. I don't know what's going on. But the thing is, the biblical norm for all believers is that they walk in the spirit, and if we live in the spirit, we also walk in the spirit. Now, I'm going to ask you the question, and I'm going to go back to that, because it goes into Galatians 5.25 of the King James Version and Romans 8.14. It says, in other words, the spirit gave us the new birth. And John 3.6, and we must continue to live day by day in the spirit. So tell me, what does that mean? A new birth. You know, when they when they um, say a new birth, you know, they, they say that you get baptized. You know, when you go in the water. Remember, remember when you got baptized? Girl, girl. <laughs> so, you know what? Tammy, uh, <laughs> you know what? You, you know I still don't have no baptism certificate, right? You know, every time yeah, you, I would bring that to your brother, he would just laugh at me. And um, I tell the story, and people don't believe me when I tell them my baptism story. Girl, mm-hmm. can can somebody please make me a certificate? You know, even if it's your husband mm-hmm. that I punch, you know, somebody really needs to give me a baptism certificate because I still don't have one. I went out mm-hmm. cussing and fussing and came up cussing and fussing. So, but and it took me a while to realize Daniel was the one that tripped me in that water. Okay, but that's a whole other story. We're talking. We'll do a yeah. show on that about when, baptism. Yeah. Okay. Well, when when they say you're you're born again, yeah, when you're born again in the spirit, they they say you you know you get baptized, you come out of the water, 
you know, and they say you're you're born again. But even after that, you still deal with a lot of things. You know what I mean? You still go mm-hmm. through a lot of things. Some people think they get in the water, get baptized, and come out that they, oh my God, I'm there. I am, I am God. I am like a mini God. I can do this. I can, no, 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 no. That's when all your troubles gonna start. That's when the enemy mm-hmm. gonna be riding. That's when all kinds of stuff is going to start coming up. That's when you're going to start getting tested. You're going to start getting tried. Your God's going to test you. He's going to try. He's going to see, you know, where he can advance you. I mean, how strong you are, what can, what you can handle, what you can't handle, and all of this stuff. So, no, that's not what it means because some of us can handle certain things. Some people can't. So, yeah, you you want to be born again. You get baptized because that's what you want to do. That's what you want to walk in. You know, you I want to change. I want to be different. You know, I want to serve the Lord. I want to follow the Lord. So I do. I am born again. You know, he died on the cross for our sins. We have a choice now. And I do, this is what I choose. I know, but when we say that, we have to also accept all the stuff that comes with that, a lot of pain, a lot of long suffering, a lot of heartache, a lot of things come along with it, you know, because we have to deal with things. We have to go through things. We have to lose things. We have to let people go. You know, we have to deal with certain people we don't want to deal with. We have, there's so many things you have to do. There's so many obstacles. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, Tammy, just me sitting here on this show, and we're going through this. I'm getting text messages talking about Jeanette, give me a call. Um, I need an appointment. My girlfriend, so and so, tried to commit suicide. I needed an appointment for my daughter. My lady, the landlords are texting me. I'm like, and I'm trying to do a show, texting folks back and forth, phone ringing off the hook. Girl, some of the things that people be going through. Now, in Galatians mm-hmm. 5, it examines the work of the Holy Spirit in believers. And the concept is freedom from the law of Moses, and it talks about in Galatians 5.1. Those who walk in the Spirit eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope, in verse 5, and are free from the law, verse 18. Also, those who walk in the Spirit will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, the flesh, our fallen nature, under the power of sin, is in direct conflict with the Spirit. But when the flesh is in charge... The results are obvious. But when the spirit is in control, he produces godly qualities within us apart from the strictures of the law. Believers have crucified the flesh with this passion and desire, and now we walk in the spirit, which is where it comes from. But you know, Tammy, and I'm looking at this information in regards to GodQuestions.org, and it talks about those who walk in the spirit are united with him and the bearers of the fruit, the spirit producers, Thus, those who walk in the Spirit walk in love, meaning they live in love for God and for their fellow man, which is some of the things you were talking about. Those who walk in the Spirit walk in joy. They exhibit gladness and what God has done, is doing, and will do. It kind of goes back to that little thing that people were putting on Facebook, someone, won't he do it? Those who walk in the Spirit walk in peace. They live mm-hmm. worry-free. And refuse anxiety. And that's in Philippians 4, 6. And those who walk in the spirit walk in patience. They are known for having long views and not lose their temper. And those who walk in the spirit walk in kindness. They show tender concern for the needs of others. Those Mm -hmm. who walk in the spirit walk in goodness. Their actions reflect their virtue and holiness. Those who walk in the Spirit walk in faithfulness. They are steadfast in their trust of God and his word. Those who walk in the Spirit walk in gentleness. Their lives are characterized by humility, grace, and thankfulness Mm -hmm. to God. And those who walk in the Spirit walk Mm -hmm. in self-control, meaning they display moderation, constraint, and the ability to say no to the flesh. You know, Tammy, that is a lot because a lot of times individuals find that they have no peace. A lot of times individuals are living in constant worry and anxiety, and it takes us back to knowing your word and finding that that center. What else do you want to say as it relates to this topic in regards to walking in the spirit? Because that was yeah. a lot well, of information that I just Yeah, that was, that was a lot of information, and it's a lot of, 
excuse me, it's a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. Because you have people that you have good people, really good people that have all those qualities, all those traits, that are doing all those things. But guess what? They don't know God. They don't know that they're walking in the spirit because they don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And they're just good people doing the right thing. But if they knew and if they knew who they served and if they knew who their creator was, if they knew about him, and, oh, my God, just imagine the possibilities. You know what I mean? So, that is I true. mean, all the – that is that is an awesome thing, but you have people that are doing that, but they don't realize what it is. They can't. They don't put a name on it because they don't know. And people say, "Oh, they're just good people." No, it's it's in them. The spirit of God is in them. They just into it. They haven't been. They haven't learned about it. They don't know about it. No one's brought it up to them. It's never been brought up, you know. Or maybe they're afraid, and you know of what other people would think or what somebody else or what they might think or what they might become. But those are all good things. And when it says, you know, you walk in the spirit, you walk in peace, that's true. Because if you weren't, if you walk in the flesh and you went through something, you'll be going bad, going all kinds of ways. But when you um, walk in the spirit of God and you deal with something and you have this calmness, this peace that comes over you because you know God is going to handle it. You know mm-hmm. he's going to take care of it. So you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, I, you know, I have this before me, but I know you're going to do it. And you know what? It may fail a few times, but there's always, God will always put the right person in the right place at the right time. Whatever mm-hmm. you need, it's always going to be right on time. And that's what I mean. It's just, the peace of God, and it's so amazing to have that. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, like I was saying, that little thing that they used to have, won't he do it, girl? And that is so true mm-hmm. because, like I said, it took me a long, long time myself, Tammy, to recognize it until the clients started telling me. And they used to be like, how do mm-hmm. you do this? How do you – I can't be consumed by all of this stuff, you know, because – even for me just to look at a text message that I just received, to see that, and, um, you know, and I'm like, okay, I can't do nothing right now. You know, I just got to wait until I get off the air, and then we'll take care of that. But we talk about what does it mean to walk in the spirit, which I gave a lot of information, and I like how you put it in regards to a lot of people have it in them and don't even know, or, you know, haven't even tapped into what their relationship or how it could be even stronger, you know, if they strengthen their walk with God. Now, if you want to call in and you want to join the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, and your suggestions. Now, I'm looking at something else, and this comes from BibleStudyTools.com, and it talks about Christianity was first called the way. It is not surprising then that the Bible instructs believers to walk a certain way. And that's what we're kind of like walking in the spirit. Now, even today we hear others ask us about our journey. Walking, the journey means to live as disciples of Jesus, following him on the way that leads to an abundant and eternal life. We're able to do this as we are, and you talked about baptized in the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, and are sanctified increasingly formed into the life of Jesus through his power and of his Holy Spirit. Now, it goes into what the Apostle Paul, when he spoke to his walk of faith in Galatians, and but individuals will say that the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, you know, Tammy, sometimes that can be really, really hard. We talk about the flesh, and we've done shows about the flesh and temptations and things of that nature. But if we live in the spirit, it let us also walk in the spirit because you live in the life and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Now, they Mm -hmm. have, with this article, it says, to understand this passage and the meaning of our lives today, we must isolate the context, explicit the meaning, and apply the mind of God in the passage because we got to think Christ-like. A lot of times we're so busy reading words, are we so busy listening to what other people are saying, and we're not letting the Holy Spirit lead us? And to walk mm-hmm. in the Spirit is to walk in the new life in Jesus Christ. And it is to mm-hmm. walk away from the old life of bondage to any idea, 
person, system, or idea of salvation by religious rituals. Tammy, that right there is powerful. What would you add to that statement that it indicates? Okay. Can you, um, you repeat that just like it's, just like you? I'm getting all these says, text messages. <laughs> it says to walk away from the old mm-hmm. life of bondage to any Ooh, idea, yes. person, system, or idea mm-hmm. of salvation by religious rituals. Ooh, wow! Yeah, that and you know what? That takes a lot of strength to walk away from things that you and people, places, things that you are used to having in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And you make that choice to walk in the spirit. You just got to let those things go. There's some people that you don't want to let go. You have to. There's some places mm-hmm. you don't want to stop going. You have to. And that just may very well be the church you're at. It may very well be a job you're at. It may, it could be anything. You have to walk away from it. If it means you no good, if it's going to keep you in the state that you're in, if it's going to keep you straddling where you're in the flesh one day and you're in the spirit one day, you need to let it go. Mm-hmm. You, need, you, you need to walk away from it. because And that is, it's a hard thing to do. That's why your faith needs to be rooted and grounded in the Lord. You have to have faith. You have to be strong because I'm telling you, people that you've been around forever, even family members, it's hard to just cut off some family members. And you're like, I love them, but you know what? At the end of the day, you got to think about it. Okay, if God is removing them or removing me from a certain place, there's a reason for it. There's something that's about to happen. There's something that's going on. This person is not right for me. And when God removes them, let them stay removed. And then later it will be revealed to you and you'll know why these things are happening to you. Because sometimes God can remove people from your life to bring other people into your life. Because sometimes we'd be blocking our own blessings. And um, I like what it indicates when it talks about the idea of salvation by religious rituals. Because a lot of times individuals get caught up in the religious rituals and they miss the true meaning of what some of this stuff even mean by even letting the Holy Spirit or the Spirit come into their life because they get so caught up in routine and ritual. Well, if I go to church, then it's supposed to happen. Or if I read the scripture, then that's supposed to happen. But we need to do away with some of these rituals and even get to the bottom part of where these rituals are even coming from. You know, it kind of goes mm-hmm. back to the, mm-hmm. the routine. Yes, yes, and it's, I'm telling you, it it is hard, and it's hard to give up ways that you are used to having. It's hard to, you know, give up things that you're used to doing, you know, habits. And, you know, anyone that tell you, oh, no, you just leave it, drop, no, it, it is um, a process. And you have to go mm-hmm. through the process, but just know that God appreciates you, God loves you, and he knows there's a process. So he's going to stand by you. He's going to be with you through the process. Because mm-hmm. some people can't know, just go cold turkey on things, you know. True. That is true because, you know what, what happens is when it talks about the peace, because sometimes people feel guilty, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. you talk about that bondage or that stronghold. And it indicates, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled against with a yoke of bondage in Galatians 5.1. And Galatians convert to Christianity came from the Jewish, the Jewish as well as a Gentile background. And, you know, and a lot of times we, we get so caught up in that stuff because sometimes, like I said, fear, and we're not supposed to operate in fear. And then it nope. also goes when we start talking about one of those prophecies came from Jeremiah, for this is the comment that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declare the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and there shall be my people. Now, even in Jeremiah, when we start mm-hmm. talking about these things, and so the Bible foretold of a worldwide comment of God's grace. And, you know, it's just so much, Tammy. It's just so much. Now, mm-hmm. we are almost more than halfway through the show. And, again, if you want to call in, give us a call, 516 And here's some information, and I want to talk about 
how do you walk in the spirit? Because, Timmy, we can see it all day long. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And sometimes people get tired of hearing that, especially when they're going to church as a believer, because we have some mm-hmm. individuals that try to be holier than thou and always trying to tell people what to do, but they're not doing it themselves. And we have to learn how right. to make our life. But the information that I'm looking at, and it's coming from the Bible study tools, it says to walk in the spirit is to what? Walk away from sin. Because mm-hmm. sin is disobedience to the revealed will of God, walk away from sin by having a sin nature cleansed by pure righteousness life of Jesus. When you receive him, he gets your sins and you get his life. Walk, therefore, to the cross and leave your sins with Christ Jesus by faith. Can you speak on that, Tammy? Walking away from sin, because you talked about it a little bit, but give the listeners some more in-depth word in regards Mm -hmm. to walking away from sin. Yes. Okay. When when you convert over, it's it's really really hard to stop doing the things you're doing and stop doing it with the people you're doing it with, because you're not only giving up what you're doing, you're giving up the people that you were doing it with. So you're you're leaving relationships, you're leaving habits, you're leaving lots of things. So it's really hard. But when you make up in your mind that I don't want to do this anymore, I want to give it up, and you give up the sin. And then you still got to be careful because there's a very fine line between sin and you can cross over it very easily. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful. But once you, I mean, you have to read more to get closer to God because it says he is the word. So you have to read more. You have to study more. You have to pray more because that will keep you from doing certain things that'll help you make the right choices because that, like I'm saying, we, we die to sin daily, right? We have to pray daily. We have to, you know, um, ask for forgiveness daily because we can be sinning and not even realize that we're doing it. That's true. And you know, if we've done some shows mm-hmm. on some sins and some of that, so I was like, dang, I didn't know that was a sin. I didn't know you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's true because sometimes People don't know, but if we get into our word and we start letting the spirit lead us and help us guide us, and then it will it, it can become natural. Another thing he talks about, Tammy, is walk away from another supposed way to God. Now, the context in Galatians, if it can occur, walk away from any idea that you can please God or satisfy God's righteousness requirements and his punishment for sin by doing something yourself. A lot of times we get so caught up in trying to find shortcuts. You know, do that tomorrow right. or God is a forgiving God but walk away mm-hmm. from any other yeah. supposed way to God. You want to comment on that? You yes, you got to stop. What we have to do as a people, stop making promises we know we can't fulfill. Mm-hmm. We know we know we can't keep because we will we will say, Lord, if you do this for me, I promise to do this. And we know we're not going to make good on that promise to God. We have to stop doing that because that we are held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you make that promise, and it's something you really don't want to give up. And when you give it up, you turn around, and now you're stuck because you don't know if you want to blame God for it, if you want to blame yourself, like, I never should have done that, never should have said that. That's why you have to be very, very careful. I was reading a story about a, um, I was reading a story about a young woman in the Bible, and um, she had her whole life ahead of her. But her, her dad had a relationship with God, and he loved the Lord, and he was like, Lord... And he, the God already told him, you're going to win the battle. Go, and the battle is yours. You won. But he went a step further and said, Lord, if you give me this battle, allow me to win, I'm whatever, when I come home, whatever comes, whatever I see first, whatever you see first, I'm going to offer it up to you. I'm going to sacrifice it to you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he should have done that. But he did. And when he came home, the first thing that ran out was his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was broken. He was broken because now you made that promise to God, which you didn't have to. 
He already promised you the battle, but you want to just go above and beyond and try to be extra, and that's what I'm saying. Stop trying to be so deep and extra and offer things you know you can't, you, you know you don't want to give up because you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to come out. You don't, don't promise something and you know that you're not sure that you can give it up and you're not sure it could be anything. So his daughter comes out and he has to let his daughter know what he did. So his daughter, she asked him, she said, well, can I just have a little bit more time to just go run on the mountain and spend time with some people? And she came back and she said, because you made the promise to God, I'm going to do it. So her whole life ahead of her now is gone. She'll never be able to marry, have kids, nothing, because her dad offered her to God without even realizing that he offered her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he said the first thing that comes to greet me is mm-hmm. yours. And the first thing was his daughter. And he had wow. to sacrifice her. Yes. Wow. And that's what I'm saying. So we have to stop trying to be so deep, stop trying to impress people and stop trying to say things that we know we don't mean. We know we don't want to give up. We know mm-hmm. we're struggling. We need to stop that because guess mm-hmm. what? We're going to be in trouble, and we have to give in count for it, not the people. So now you're making promises you know you don't intend to keep, but you're doing it to look good to somebody else or make yourself look good to somebody else when God already knows who you are. He already knows your heart. You don't have to look good for nobody, so stop doing those things. Stop putting yourself in positions you know, that you know you can't get yourself out of. Yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting because when I'm looking at this, walk away from any other supposed way to God. And, see, sometimes people try to buy their way. Right, you know, that's right. Whole, buy their way, sleep their way. You know, just because you think you're going to the past, it'll get you to heaven. Sometimes it might get you Absolutely. straight someplace else. So Absolutely. we got to be careful with shortcuts. With these shortcuts, mm-hmm. another one, it talks about walk towards the truth of God's word, meaning to walk in the spirit is to walk in the word. God's Holy Spirit, brethren, out the, uh, read this, out the way, the very word of God. The Bible says that this then became flesh in the person uh, of the person of Jesus our Lord and walk in his word today. And every day, walking his word through, you know, trying to basically, you say, get into the word, get into the Bible. And a lot of times we have difficulties with that. But we need to walk towards the truth of God's word. Now, I was waiting on Way Busy, and I know Tony said he was doing something, because we talked about that subject last week. And um, it was a very interesting topic when we started talking about that. And part of that is to let the Spirit guide you as you're reading through the Word. And then you'll know what's true or not. And um, let's speak on that a little bit, Tammy. Walk towards the truth of God's Word. Okay. Yeah, walk on the truth of God's Word. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so an example. Don't. Don't give someone God's word. Don't tell somebody what the Bible says and you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give the truth of God's word, live it also and make it true because you're walking in it. So you just don't want to speak on it. You want to walk in it and make it true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't. And a lot of times, you don't, I mean, if I an example, because sometimes that's all people have to give them hope is if they see you doing it, if they see you not stressing. Right. I tell individuals, especially right. parents, we teach kids coping skills. We teach them how to resolve conflict. We teach because people are looking at us. And if we are walking in the spirit, doing the work, showing that we have peace in our life, we give other people hope. Not to say that we Jesus or we God or anything like that, but we have to let that light shine within us, which is the next one. Walk towards the light of the love of Jesus. Jesus said that he is the light of the world. To walk in the spirit is to be following Jesus. For the spirit speaks of Christ Jesus, and the spirit magnifies the name of Jesus, and the light of Christ is his all-pervasive grace and love. Now, just because you say no don't mean you don't love the person. You know, and right. when we talk about his mercy and his grace, that's a whole other story. 
But a lot of times individuals think that because you're a believer, you're just supposed to just let people just do whatever they want to do. That's not what that means. Can you speak on that a little bit about walk towards the light of the love of Jesus? Well, it just means that, you know, just walk in love. And like you said, just because you tell somebody no, that don't mean you don't love them. If somebody tells you no, that don't mean they don't love you, you know. And sometimes God will have you to say no to certain things and say yes to certain things. And mm-hmm. when it says to walk in the light, meaning don't give way to dark. I mean, even if it's someone you love, you know, and they come with you, with something, and you're like, no, that's not right. It's wrong. And don't, I mean, stop being in agreement with people you know are wrong just to make them feel good. No, because you're you're agreeing with them, they'll go deeper into darkness. So if you want yeah. to bring out the light and stay in the light, then let them know, no, that's not right. That's the wrong thing. What you're doing is wrong. What you're saying is wrong. How you're leading people is wrong. And explain it to them. Go to them in love, explain it, and be like, you know, I can't be a part of it. Or I don't, I'm don't. i not in agreement, so I can't stand with you. And it's okay. You know what, Tammy? That right there is deep. Because a lot of times individuals are so afraid to tell people that, and then they get caught up, and the next thing they know, they sucked in and sucked up. You know, and that is the, just letting them know in love. You know, I don't agree. I'm not going to disrespect it, but I can't be, I, I just can't be a part of it. And another right. one that you kind of mentioned a little bit is walk in prayer and total dependence upon the Lord. Seek Christ and his life in daily prayer, in public prayer, and in meditation on God's word. And that also helps to walk in the spirit. And tell us a little bit about the, Thing that you said you got going on with, um, I kind of missed part of it, but you were talking about something that you just started, and then I'm going to give some more information about different steps an individual can take. Because you were seeing how you got something or, um, going on with um, that you just started. Oh, yeah, just um, it's a group of wild women, it's just to you know encourage women, and, and it's just time for us to stand up and. Some of us, we lay, we sit back, you know, we go through things and we let it boggle us down. But it's just to encourage to stand up, to stand strong and know that, I mean, hey, we God speaks to us too. You know, God shows us things. God is there for us. He loves us just like he would love anyone else. And whatever you're going through, you can make it out. You know, with the help of God, with the strength of God, with the wisdom of God, with prayer, with fasting, with love, and you have someone else in your corner that's praying with you. There's, I mean, when we go through things, it's not for us. It's because someone's mm-hmm. waiting to hear our support to help them get out of their situation so then they'll be able to help someone else, and that's how it goes. It's just a cycle, and the cycle keeps going because mm-hmm. that's where we get caught up. We get caught up in what we're going through, and we forget that what we're going through is not for someone else. We're going through it. If we say we trust God, then God is going to show us how to get out of it. And once we're out of it, that's why we go and we speak to someone else who's dealing with the same thing because and that's what we need to realize. Some of us, we go through something, oh, no, you know, we get all crazy and bent out of shape and like, oh, why am I dealing with this? I shouldn't be going through this, blah, blah, blah. But it's not for you. Mhm. You and know, it's not I like what that. you go through is how you go through. How you go through it, girl. Honey, I was telling somebody the other day, if I only look like what I've been through, woo wee. But you know, and where did you come up with the term wild? Because a lot of times, you know, and I'm thinking of women that have been through some things also that have been tamed, that have toned it down a little bit, that have changed their life around. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in regards to walking in the spirit. But where did the word, or how did you come up with just wild women? Well, because I I thought about some things I've been through and some of the people that I know they've been through, and it's just like, wow, we made it out. And it's, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just wild, like women of, and it could be anything, women of word, women of well, and women of watching, women of witness. You know, just we've been through so much, 
women of wealth. I mean, we've been through so much, and we can make it, and we have made it, and we're here now, and we're in a different area of our life. And, you know, it's so awesome because we do. We deal with a lot. We put up with a lot. We take a lot because at the end of the day, we have a few strikes against us. We're we're a woman, not just a woman. We're black women, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, so we have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, we, and what we do is we just go out, mm-hmm. yeah, and we do what we got to do. And if we just drop that mentality, we got to work twice as hard. We got to do this twice as hard. No, just do what you do. Just do what God gave you. All of us have mm-hmm. a gift. All of us are talented in different areas. But if we Stop trying to get it for ourselves and help one another. We can pull one another up, and we'll all be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, and this kind of goes into, I know um, yesterday I wasn't on the air because it was a holiday, and I was trying to take a, a mental break, and then plus I had to babysit Ryder. And then I was uh, basically, it was the 12th year anniversary of my mom's passing because she passed on February the 17th. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to shut it down, just shut everything down, which is what I did. And just thinking of women and then with, you know, the month of February being the month of Black History Month, and we started talking about just a lot of individuals that have made breakthroughs in ministry and science and, you know, and even when we talk about that, and and I'm just listening to your, your whole concept of wild women, and I was talking to one of my little cousins yesterday, I mean, at Ryder's birthday party, and and looking at even the women in my family and the women in your family, and when you talk about this term, and I was saying I wanted to do something about putting on another show about women with a vision because many individuals have visions, but they get so caught up and they get scared and they don't know how to be bold and like walking in the spirit. And we do need to learn how to set examples, especially even for our younger generation and people that are coming up, up under us. And so I like that. So I want to talk to you about a little, that a little bit more and, you know, see how you can grow it and put it out there because people need to hear about that. Now, just giving the listeners some more information, we talk about the um, steps to walking in the spirit because people say, okay, well, on this journey, how can I start a blog? How can I put together some prayer groups or, you know, some meetings. And and you know what, Tammy, too, a lot of individuals don't even just realize just a pure act of kindness, of just even giving someone a compliment sometimes. You just never know how far or how that may lift up a whole other person's spirit. Now, with walking in spirit, there's no shortcut to learning how to walk in the spirit. It's not just for what they call the ultra-spiritual people, nor is it reserved for the, the, the charismatic um, Christian. Life according to the Spirit is not simply trying to do the right thing, nor is it trying to live according to God's law. Walking in the Spirit is, like, like I said earlier, it's a central metaphor describing what it means to live as a Christian. The person who walks according to the Spirit will have, the essence of the law fulfilled in their life. They have that mindset on things in the spirit, and that's in Romans 8, 5. And, you know, the flesh always gets us in trouble. Sins always get us in trouble. Another thing, too, Tammy, is people get so caught up in their past. Can you speak on that a little bit when we start talking about walking in the spirit and walking past your past? Because sometimes individuals let their past hinder them from moving forward, even in walking in the spirit. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you have to you have to let your path go. And that's easier said than done. Because sometimes when when God shows you something new and you're walking in something new and you have to grasp a hold of it, it's the enemy's job to bring up what was hindering you before your past, what you came from. Mm-hmm. And it's bring to bring them up. So one, one, one thing goes wrong or you think goes wrong, you go back to, oh, it's because I did this. It's because I was this. It's because I used to go here. No, stop bringing all that up. That's behind you. You can't live in your future if you keep, you know, revisiting your past. Mm-hmm. 
You know what, Tammy? I'm going to bring this up. Um, yesterday I was so-called Netflix binging when I was in Compton, and I was watching the story of who killed Malcolm X, and I saw how the guy was so diligent about finding out who his killer was. And when he went to, at the end of the show, the man's funeral, he saw how the man was given a service with honor. And it, I took it as if he was kind of like, well, do they know? Do they know? And the one thing that they said was like forgiveness, how this person had turned their life around, how this person had, you know, done all of these things. And that is where a lot of people get so caught up because when people have done things in their past, and they feel that the whole world is going to convict them and hold them down, they don't realize how to continue to let God use them because God can't turn it around. So when we start talking about his grace and his mercy and God being a forgiving God, sometimes people need to forgive themselves, and even if other people don't want to forgive you, that don't mean it should stop you from doing the work that God has for you to continue to do just because you may have made a mistake earlier in your life. And I found that to be very, very powerful. And what the guy did was he interviewed a lady. I forgot she was a governor or something of another um, state. But he wanted to know and had her on camera and was questioning her because he went and saw her at the funeral, like, how dare you be there? But she knew who this new person was. So when you become new and old things are of the past, Mm -hmm. that is deep. That is deep because we are so quick to tell somebody what they used to do and who they used to be and, you know, and it goes into the next one in regards to put to death the deeds of the body by the spirit in Romans 8.13. It's a person who has been regenerated by the spirit is not stuck in sin. By the spirit, the pull of the flesh can be resisted to put to death the deeds of the body is pretty much like the same thing as saying no to sin, but unlike any of them anti-drug campaign and things of that nature, it may come back, but you don't have to basically let that control you. And um, I was like, wow. And like I said, as we were talking, I just thought about that movie, how he was so busy trying to find the answers, but even if he did have the answers, other people wasn't feeling the way he was feeling because they realized this person had turned their life around. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Another right. thing is and it talks about know the fatherhood of God by the spirit and without the Holy Spirit, which you know, Tammy, that's the whole topic without itself, within itself. We would never right. know our freedom and identity as God's adoptive children. Thankfully, God has freely given us his Holy Spirit. Now, Tammy, what does that mean? Because sometimes people think that, you know, people are crazy when they start talking about that. <laughs> some, the sermon, some say Holy Spirit, some say. Can you elaborate on that a little bit to let our listeners give a, a clear definition of what that means? Well, uh, why, why people think certain people are crazy because they say the Holy Spirit? Correct. When we talk about that God has freely given us his Holy Spirit, and what does that mean by his Holy Spirit? His Holy Spirit means his His Spirit dwells in us because it's said in the Bible, doesn't it say he made us in his image? Mm-hmm. So if he made us in his image, shouldn't we have the same qualities as him? I mean, we're mm-hmm. not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. But making us in his image means, you know, we have, you know, a step, we're a step ahead already in certain things because he made us in his image. And when it says, um, when we say God's Holy Spirit, he gives it to us. Not now, not everybody has it because Mm. God appoints certain people at certain times to give certain people certain things. So you just got to be careful with that because a lot of people are like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit. No, not everything is the Holy Spirit. You got to be careful (laughs) because... (laughs) <laughs> because you, you also have the spirit of the world, you know, because we know Satan is the, you, what is he? He controls the air. He's, you know, the prince of the air. So you have to be very, very, very careful of what you say in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I but, like the you way know, you cleared that up. 
Yeah, because a lot of people do get that confused, Tammy, because they get so caught up in that, and um, they don't they don't know. They don't know. And like I said, and I don't know, even when I came up with this topic, and I know I came to you at the last minute putting it out there, you might be like, oh, my God, what are you talking about now? <laughs> I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And, you know, and the thing is, and a lot of individuals have um, done podcasts about, you know, walking in the spirit. They've written books about these, um, the same topic. But the thing is, mm-hmm. we still need to put this out there so that individuals can basically learn how to turn their life around, give them hope, try to show them a new way of living, giving them a different attitude about certain things, and not, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much force it on anyone. But we start talking about these different steps because sometimes we have to keep it simple. And that's what I like about the way we do the show is we don't just Bible thump or try to beat people up with words, but try to give them the opportunity to think and see where they can apply this information in their own day-to-day life because we do have free will and we have a choice. But when we start talking about, and this is something that I'm looking at, it says desiringgod.org, and it says let us walk by the Spirit. And this resource is by John Piper, and he goes into um, the scriptures in regards to, again, Galatians 5.25, and he did a series on the message, and he started just basically even just talking about the Holy Spirit. But we start talking about what all of this stuff means, and he drew some some things, and it says, how do we walk by the Spirit? And, he again, he talks about the same old thing, but he talks about walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. So we see the opposite of walking in the Spirit, namely giving into the desires of the flesh. So he even goes into the flesh is the old ordinary human nature that does not relish the things of God and prefers to get satisfaction from independence, power, prestige, and worldly pleasures. I think that's a good way of explaining when we start talking about the flesh, when we start talking about that. The, the, I want independence of the power, prestige, worldly pleasures. Girl, them worldly pleasures will get you in trouble. And when they talk about walk by the Spirit, they're not controlled by the drive, and that's basically what they're talking about in regards to that. And walking by the Spirit is what we do when the desires produced by the Spirit are stronger. And you indicated it before, Tammy, and we talked about that, what you feed the most. Are you going to feed the Spirit or are you going to feed the flesh? Can you go back and remind the listeners what you meant by that? Yes. What I meant by that is, you know, which matters to you most, the things of the world or the things of God? And if it's the things of God, you're going to feed your spirit more, which means you're going to read more, you're going to study more, you're going to pray more. But if it's the things of the world, then you're going to continue to do those things that satisfy your flesh, you know, that makes you look good, that makes you happy. But we want to do things that, you know, please God. We want, Mm -hmm. you know, if we say we're going to do his will, then that's what we do, and we walk in the spirit. But if we say, no, we want to rely on our own understanding, we want to, you know, we want to do what we want to do, and then we only want to consult God when it gets too hard for us, then no, you can't do that. That's mm-hmm. straddling the you can't straddle the fence. And God said it, you know, he said it you he'll spew you out of his mouth if what? You're lukewarm, right? So you either hot yeah. or you cold. You can't be both. Wow. You can't be both. And and you know what? And I like how you put that. You can't go both ways. You just not go work. And also no. in this article that I'm reading and it says, Therefore walking by the spirit is something the Holy Spirit enables us to do by producing in us strong desires that accord accord with God's will. This is what God said he would do in Ezekiel 36, verses, chapter 36, verses 26 to 27. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Tammy, honey, that is deep. And a lot of times we just got to make sure that when this is happening that people don't take it out of proportion, they don't abuse it, because then that becomes a problem. 
And thus, when we walk by the Spirit, we experience the fulfillment of this prophecy. The Holy Spirit produces in us the desires of God's way that are stronger than our fleshly desires, and thus he causes us to walk in God's statutes. What do you think about that? And I know I know we only have a few minutes left, but I do have to go. I am running late as usual. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. <laughs> you know what? I want to thank you for joining me. I don't know what happened to Way Busy. Way Busy called and Way Busy hung up, but I guess Way Busy was way too busy. So I already know what Tony got going on. So, you know, he might be listening so he still didn't call in. So if I keep, I guess if I keep saying his name, maybe he might call in. But um, but that's okay. But I appreciate you. And again, if anyone want to call in the show, because they have any questions, I'm gonna say don't call and ask me. But <laughs> unless it's something to do with therapy. But um, Tammy, I thank you. And like I said, if they wanted to join or get more information about Wild Women. Where would they find mm-hmm. you? Do you have a website? Do you have a blog? What, where, yeah. How would they connect? Well, or I'm, what time are you doing? I'm working line? on all that now. Mm-hmm. I do have um, a prayer line. And you know what? Why don't I have everything ready for you next week, and I can give it all to you. I appreciate it. Since I'm like, because, like yeah, said, since people I'm like that, trying to rush. Really- yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, thank you for joining, and um, I still got to come and hook up with you guys because I miss talking to Mother. I'm surprised she ain't put out yeah. a, um, an AC out on me yet. So I was talking <laughs> with Joanne yesterday, it was Sunday. Girl, Joanne sitting in mm-hmm. church texting me, and I'm texting her back. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> but that's a whole other subject. I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. You have a blessed you day. You are welcome. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Now, getting back to the show, and we start talking about this topic and walking in the spirit. Like I said, a lot of times individuals find it to be very complicated, but we want to make sure that by walking in the spirit, we're led by the spirit. And I read off some of the verses, and the thing is, we start talking about the spirit life of a Christian a lot of times individuals say, well, I don't want to give up this, I don't want to give up that. And, you know, Tammy kind of emphasized that you can't go both ways. And we want to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because the Spirit leads us by creating desires to obey God. And that right there is important because it's the obedience. And we walk by fulfilling those desires in action, by being obedient and doing what we're supposed to do. This explains then why we're not under what they call the laws, and it goes back into the different verses. And if you're led by the Spirit, meaning led by him to obey the law, then you're not under the law, and you're not under the law. And in two senses, first, when we talk about these different laws, a lot of times individuals get confused in regards to how are you fulfilling the requirements of the law. And that's what Paul meant when he talks about in Romans 8, where he said that Christ died in order that the just requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the Spirit. And when you walk by the Spirit, you fulfill the basic requirements of the law, and so you are not under its condemnation. And the second sense in which we are not under the law when we walk by the Spirit or led by the Spirit is that then we don't feel the pinch or burden of the law demanding us what we have no desire to do. And that right there, when you don't have that burning and itching because you know better, and I always say when you know better, you do better, because when the Spirit is leading us by producing godly desires, then the commands of God are not a burden but joy. So we don't have to always argue with God because sometimes we go back and forth and say, Lord, for real, i got to do this. For real, for real, or you know, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm not equipped. Why choose me? When we're under the Spirit, we don't have to do that because by walking by the Spirit frees us from being under the law, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In Second Corinthians three seventeen. Now, the show we're almost done. I want to thank you for joining Tammy and myself here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And if you have any topic that you would like for me to talk about, 
whether it's on the Monday's show at 12 p.m. where we talk about relational issues, substance abuse issues, or parenting, you know, that show we talk about a lot of different things. Or on a Tuesday show, if you want to talk about a verse, a topic, a scripture that you would like clarification on, where we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, give me a call. You can find me easily by Googling my name, Jeanette, last name spelled A-B-N-E-Y. Or you can find me on Psychology Today if you would like to sponsor the show or be a sponsor or have your business advertised on the show. Give me a call. Let us know. And we'll love to, or I would love to do so. So until Monday or Tuesday, I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. And until we meet again, I want to say and remind you, you got this. Thank you. Bye-bye.